Hey, what's up, everyone? We're here to talk about Tales of the Jedi with all of you. Take some of your questions. I know there are some burning questions from a lot of people that I've seen on Twitter, YouTube comments, etc. I will say questions. I'm, yeah, burning questions. I'm going to be doing videos on them as well uh, because I think they warrant videos, but we'll answer them here too. Why not? Um, before we dive into chat a little bit, uh, I just, I'll throw it over to Molly. What, what was your favorite short of the six? Oh, the one with the adult for sure. Yeah. Which one was I think episode four? Four? The Sith Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I rewatched them all yesterday. I should have actually, if we had time, I would have watched them again this morning, but that one, like overall, I liked Dooku's story arc the best, but just being able to see Yaddle fight was so cool. <laughs> I, I think four was also my favorite, the Sith Lord. Uh, the Dooku, Dooku stuff in general was fantastic. I loved everything that they did with Dooku. I, I, I could have done a whole series about him, Qui-Gon, his fall, like make it a lot slower, but... I feel like I got everything I needed about Dooku. So mm -hmm. I'm very happy with all of that stuff. Yeah. The Ahsoka stuff, I was kind of just like, it's fine. It was that, like, that... it was stuff that we had already kind of known about or seen. So it wasn't anything like shocking. Yeah. I mean, the the uh, one about her as a baby was enjoyable. I don't feel That's like true. I got much out of five. And then six was a straight up adaptation about of the Ahsoka novel in many ways. Mm -hmm. And I know people have tons of opinions about that. It's so funny because <laughs> like the very first one of seeing her as a baby, I almost like don't even count that because we saw it so long ago. We saw that at Celebration. Right. <laughs> so I didn't even rewatch that one yesterday. I just skipped that one because I had seen it a couple times already. But yeah, that one is really cute. <laughs> Um, what we, first of all, I want to say thank you to Jedi Mike who joined the Biggs mega fan club. Uh, glad to have you Jedi Mike. Woo! Thank you. And yeah, I, I already see, uh, some super chats coming in. So we're going to get to those, but real quick yesterday during our Andor stream, we had two separate, uh, super chats that we were like, we're going to save those for the tales of the Jedi stream. So we're going to get to that. Uh, Justin Carter. Uh, simply said, much love for the best new droid, our boy, Two-Ton. Which, uh, I, I did really like that droid. He was a fun design, interesting right off the bat, mm -hmm. and then we never get to see him again. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I liked that uh, the senator's son was like, I got Two-Ton here to keep me company. So he he said that he was cool to hang out with. Yeah interesting design. I hope it comes back later. I feel like why would they make a whole design for that droid just for that one moment? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I would like to revisit two ton or three ton or whatever, like another designation of that <laughs> droid. And then our other super chat from last night was from star Wars fan 3131. Do you think Bale should have told Ahsoka the full story about what happened to Anakin? Because wouldn't she of all people have a right to know? Mm. Maybe. I, I think Bale, Bale and Yoda and Obi-Wan probably all pinky swore 
in that yeah. room that we're going to keep this a secret. And so he was probably just following that. Yeah. He probably was thinking the less people that know what happened, the better. And to keep her safe specifically, because maybe she, maybe he thought if she knew what happened, she would try to go and like change it. And maybe he was like, she's better off not knowing. It, it's it's something that I do think she deserves to know. And obviously none of them knew Ahsoka survived when they made that decision. So like maybe Bale at some point tried to get in contact with Obi-Wan or Yoda. And he was like, hey, Ahsoka's alive. Can I tell her? But mm -hmm. we don't know. Well, I, I, I do think she deserved to find out before Star Wars Rebels season two. <laughs> yeah, I do too. But that happens all the time, doesn't it? Like adults will just decide for younger people that they're better off not knowing something when in yeah. the long run, that's not true. So Bale is a great guy, but he may not be perfect and he may have just made that decision for her. Well, that also, it does open up a can of worms when it comes to Leia. And that isn't, we're going to get to the Ahsoka novel, I promise. But, you know, I think that there might be some stuff in the Ahsoka novel about specifically this, where he has Leia and the more people that know about Anakin, that that can lead directly to Leia and where she came from. And he wants to protect her at all costs. So I think that is probably where his head is at. I agree that Ahsoka deserved to know that, but I understand why Bale <laughs> would be hesitant in telling anyone. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure Bale would agree that like even like ahsoka could have worked to also protect uh leia and mm -hmm. that whole secret and like i saw someone yesterday ask like why didn't bail contact ahsoka when leia was kidnapped so yeah maybe I think he had the... already sent her on another mission because like they were according to the ahsoka novel they were working together she became fulcrum so maybe she was already doing something yeah I think it's just to simplify it. It's just that the the less people that know, the better. And that Bale does say to Obi Wan, like you're the only one besides Yoda that knows how important she is. So I would expect that he'd never said anything to Ahsoka, which is confirmed in Star Wars Rebels season two when she finds out. Yeah, I hear Hilo barking now, so he wants in. Okay. <laughs> Brb. We, we, Hilo wanted to just sunbathe outside and we we let him stay, but now he's hot and he wants to get in. Uh, so yeah, uh, I see, uh, I'll, I'll tread some water while we're waiting for Molly, but uh, what's up, Artie Films? I am a Dooku simp now. I, I never thought I would have been. I, he was always a character that I, I liked, but man, the shorts about him really, really made me appreciate him a lot more. And hey, Chase, we're about to get to that novelty. <laughs> I like that novelty. That works out. Um, so let's do it. Let's dive in. I will just start reading. And I, I know Molly has thoughts on this too. But Geo Flores, thank you for the super chat and for bringing this up. It was it was going to come up. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen when I saw the screeners. But uh, I'm sorry. I was very upset at Dave Filoni. I understand it's his character. But I find his retconning is disrespectful in my opinion. I loved everything but the last episode. So 
Are Honestly, we talking about the retcons? Yeah, we're getting into it. Let's I mean, get we, into we knew it. it was coming. So as usual, like, I feel like I uh, have this same opinion about most things that people consider to be a retcon, but I don't think that's what this is. I don't think that anything about this short takes the Ahsoka novel and throws it out the window. There are some things I think it could have done better, but I do not think that this short negates anything that happened in the novel. Yeah. I, it's tough. I, I do agree with that. <laughs> I also, I will say I'm not as familiar with that book now because I read it when it first came out. When was that? 2016? It's been yeah. six years. I At least would, five if it was 2017, but it's been a long time. Yeah, I would really need to reread it or just do like a deep dive on a really thorough review of it to refamiliarize myself with it. But so what what are what is it that people are thinking are the big retcons? Is it mostly just Caden? I think that that Caden is the the thing that I think that they could have done better. That they could have handled the character of Caden so much better. Uh, and, and the fact that they could have simply named them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll do, this is the very next super chat as well, Eric Solo, uh, since we're talking about the retcons. Thank you for the super chat. Um, so yeah, it, it is definitely, it's the same story, basically, as what we get in the Ahsoka novel. What did Ahsoka do after Order 66? And how did she come back to the fight? Now, I remember E.K. Johnston tweeting about how a long time ago, like when she was going to write this novel, Dave Filoni gave her like, here's basically what happens in the Siege of Mandalore. Here's what happens between her and Maul. He gave her the notes and then she used that and she wrote her version of the Siege of Mandalore. And then the Clone Wars season seven came out. And some of the de details were changed, but in broad strokes, they were the same. Like they captured Maul, he escaped, and then he did something where like Rex was in danger and Ahsoka had to choose between capturing Maul and saving Rex, and she chose Rex. That's exactly what happens in the in the show and in the novel. Uh, but details like her lightsabers were still green and s like some of the exact line readings weren't the same. So people like we had this exact same conversation when the Clone Wars season seven came out. Yeah. <clears throat> and now. We're, we're getting into what what she did afterwards. I imagine Dave Filoni gave E.K. Johnston a basic idea of what Ahsoka did after Order 66. I think he gave her some notes, and then she wrote it. And she said a couple months ago, when people started, like, leaks came out, and I, I didn't see them at the time, but there was some worry that it was going to retcon the novel. And E.K. Johnston was like, I disagree. I, she was like, I don't know what's coming, but Dave Filoni signed off on my novel, like, they collaborated on the novel. So I think what's happening is that the short in Tales of the Jedi 
is a very, very, very fast adaptation of the novel. That's how I see it. Mm -hmm. I, I view personally the novel as the true quote unquote version of events, <clears throat> yeah. but not everyone's read it. And so I think Dave Filoni as Ahsoka continues to become more and more prominent. I think he wanted to uh, tell a story about Ahsoka to people who haven't read the novel. And so within 15 minutes, he was like, here's what you need to know. Mm -hmm. That's, that's how I view it. Yeah. The, the only piece of this that bothers me is what Chase said. I do agree that this, this That's, is the biggest yeah. problem in my opinion. And it's interesting because we noticed something. So we got the screeners of these a little bit early and apparently in the screeners, her character had a name. It I, wasn't I believe, just yeah. villager sister and villager brother. Like they, they had names that were different. But now that they're out for everyone to see on Disney Plus, the names are gone. And uh -huh. it just says sister brother. It's, which yeah, is really village brother, village sister. Which is really interesting because I wonder if they did that on purpose to be like, oh no, like we're not we didn't mean to change these characters, but it does feel like they changed them. Yes. That's that's the part that I was going to say. They could have handled this a lot better. Why not name the the characters and name them what they were in a so like why not have Caden be Just in the credits? Put, yeah, put Caden's name up there. Change her hair, give her some give her the braids that she's supposed to have, put her name up there. That's all they really had to do. I mean, I know they can't go into that characters specifics in such a short period of time but it would have been nice to it's just like you said that the, they interact and there's like you could interpret it as flirtation you could also interpret it completely as just friendly teasing banter so yeah they they i i completely agree with that and want to acknowledge that they could have easily told the story with at least a reference to Caden instead of swapping the sister out for a brother and all that. But I, I don't know, like after all of this, usually when, when stuff like this comes up, I say that I kind of defer to the on-screen version of events. Like when uh, the Bad Batch changed around Kanan's story, I was like, Okay, like broad strokes, still the same. He escapes Order 66, but now we know that the Bad Batch was involved. But in this instance, I'm easily like, no, the book is the real version. Yeah. That That's, it, it's interesting. That's the first time I think I have had that feeling of like, no, the book is true, quote unquote, whatever. The, the, the book is my preferred version of this myth. And the short is just like a really, really fast summary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what sucks about all this is that I would love to know Filoni's like mental process of all of this and what he thinks of 
fans thinking this that that they're that this is a huge retcon that it's yeah erasure but we're never i don't think we're ever gonna hear feloni speak out about it which sucks like it would be nice to know like the reason behind it if there was a reason if there wasn't a reason if if you know a lot of ifs in this situation but i don't know i think let's see <laughs> I think maybe the brother, the, the sister was changed to a brother. I'm, I'm trying to work this out in my own head, but since the brother is the one to turn in Ahsoka, I don't think they wanted to make Caden's sister. Uh, I can't remember her name. I don't think they wanted to make Caden's sister the bad apple <laughs> yeah. in that scene. And I don't know. It's very possible that some of these changes came down to like budgetary restrictions. I don't know. Like there's this whole production side of things of why they might say like, oh, we can't have both sisters and a brother or and this bad character. But they could have swapped out the older man for Caden's sister. I don't know. Sietra, is that her her name? Uh, Maybe. I, was, I had the book. I was looking through it. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is a tough one to talk about because there's there's no way of knowing what the plan was. If this was on done on purpose, if it if it wasn't, and and I didn't know. I've, I haven't seen this article, but Dave even confirmed it to notice that it is like the same story. Um, and yeah, like I I want to believe that there was some reason that this would be changed, but I don't know what it is and it does suck. And I want to acknowledge that it, it does suck and you are right to feel this way. I don't want to like take that away from anyone. <laughs> no, I mean, it, yeah, it's totally understandable to be upset over this. Like it, this usually I'll be honest, usually if a retcon comes up and people are mad about it, I'm like, who cares? What does it matter? Right. Well, that that's most of the, what I wanted to address first was the whole, like, this is a different version of the myth. There are, there are two versions of the same story, basically, is that one of them is an adaptation, but I, I wanted to hopefully make people feel like uh, the Ahsoka novel's not gone. It is still, to me, the most accurate. For, I, I always feel silly calling it. It's the true version in mm -hmm. my personal headcanon. Um, I, I, I like that Ahsoka went to Naboo. I like that she saw the funeral. And then she went into the Ahsoka novel. So I'm kind of taking elements from both. But I prefer the more thorough version of the story. And yeah, it, it is frustrating that the version that most people are going to see is the one in Tales of the Jedi. And yeah, why change that character? It just feels like typical Disney BS to me. <laughs> like well, it's like the like we said, they didn't they didn't take the time to really go into who Caden is, but they still very easily could have had the character model match and had the the name match mm -hmm. like that seems like it would have been pretty simple yeah 
So I don't, we were just like tossing out ideas, trying to talk this through ourselves. And it was like, maybe Dave didn't want it to be that character because he felt like he wouldn't do Caden justice or something like that. But then to avoid it altogether, that, I don't know. I could see some people thinking that that's a stretch for yeah. me to believe that he didn't include her in the story because he, it wouldn't do her justice. I think this is doing a huge injustice by not addressing it. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of a yeah. mess. But I mean, like, like you said, it would have been easy. It feels like it would have been easy to just make the character model match, name yeah. the character. And then people would be like, oh my God, it's Caden. Yes, it is that story. Details changed, but not the characters and who they were. Right. <laughs> I'll bring up Chase's super chat. Thanks, Chase. <laughs> Just wanted to send a super chat to say thanks for the stream and to buy all some drinks and salute you in chatting about such hot topics because this discourse is phew. You both slay. Thank you. Thank you, Chase. Yeah, the, the discourse, I mean, like I said, I think people have a right to be upset about this specific change, but there's not a lot we can do about it. Yeah. Dave Filoni's it, gonna gonna do whatever he wants at this point. And I I think that he he has spoken out about representation before. So like that's why I I just wanna be optimistic and believe there is a reason. I wish he would speak about it. I think that would be good. But I do too. Like him and EK like EK e. Johnson has tweeted about some stuff about this specifically way back when some of the details of the show got leaked, but she ended up deleting a lot of those tweets and threads because people just came after her, you know, from, yeah. from both sides. And I totally understand her not wanting to get involved on the internet about it. Cause that can just screw up your life in a thousand different ways. Yeah. I mean, I, I According to E.K. Johnston, like Dave signed off on the novel. I don't know if that means he read it or not. I think he probably had. I think he probably read it. I don't know. It's possible he was just not aware, but. Maybe she had an outline of the book that was like yeah. the broad strokes and he read that. I don't know. Maybe they were just trading notes back and forth. But. Yeah, it. I, I fully am on board with people being upset about that. Um, but I, I just want to like, I, I see people acting like just all oh, the Ahsoka novels, not Canon anymore. And I'm like, I, I don't consider that to be true at all. I still take the Ahsoka novel as Canon and it counts. And that this one short to me, I don't know. There's elements of it even that make it feel more mythical mm -hmm. and like it's not the real way it happened. Like the Inquisitor is not the sixth brother, which is who it should have been. And then he like evaporates <laughs> and I don't well, know what yeah. that's about. His head deflated and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> was that? A mat, like a, a blow up mask. I don't know. Anyways, uh, yeah, 
I had something in my head that I was going to say, oh, you told me something that I didn't know about, which was the character of Caden is going to be coming into a comic. I believe she's, uh, let me find, because I still have it pulled up here. Uh, so that tells me that this is absolutely not a retcon. If they're I've, taking Caden's character and bringing them into an upcoming comic. That's also a good point. Uh, I Did you say Afra? I think so. Uh, da, da, da. Oh yeah, E.K. Johnson said, Ahsoka has Caden. Wait. Ahsoka has Caden Lart as queer and a non-binary black sun agent. You can tell I was testing the waters because the gay dads are only subtext, but I'm braver now. I, uh, where did I see Afra mentioned in this? I, I think I maybe I just made the jump because she said uh, black sun agent. Mm. Maybe I read too much into this. Sorry, now I'm trying to find my sources. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fine. Well, I mean, that's confirmation enough just from the author herself that that's who that character is meant to be. And yeah, I I don't know. I don't think we can say that the book has been completely retconned. Yeah. I, no, I, I don't think that's the case. With, with all of the retcon talk that comes up uh i i never really think that I, I don't think anything has been explicitly retconned yet lots of little changes keep happening but as long as the broad strokes line up i think that's what they're going for mm -hmm. that we we basically got two uh different versions of the same myth right i i do think we should move on because we have a lot of other topics to cover but i'll bring this uh, this is the heart of the issue here. Yeah. It's, it's not that it's a retcon. The issue is the active choice to not do representation. They chose not to do it, which is the heart of the issue. It's you're right. Hope yes. that's exactly the issue. So, and like like I said, I, I hope there's some reason, but I don't think we're ever gonna know that. And so it's just it it's frustrating. And I it like is. I don't want to pretend I know how frustrating it is. Um because I'm, I'm not queer, <laughs> but I know that it, it means so much to so many people. So it's like, it's a frustration I also don't fully understand, but I want to acknowledge that, yeah, they did change the story in this one very specific way, and it's weird. And I don't have a rationalization for it like I do with lots of little other details in the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, but it's like... It you said you're not queer, but like when you read queer storytelling and something like the high Republic, mm -hmm. it's, it's a good feeling to read that right yeah. in star Wars. It's like a good feeling for a, like a straight man like you to, to read stories like that and to just have your mind expanded in the world of star Wars. So there's, pros to that kind of storytelling for anyone not 100 the queer community so it's <laughs> we, we i know we need to move well, on but well i want to I, now i want to build off of that because that's 100 true is I, i've told the story before but the character of taka and last shot 
uh, is non-binary and goes by they, them. And also there's a pirate character in the Aftermath series that uses uh, the G pronouns. And both of those instances were like kind of my first interaction with non-binary characters. And I was like, what is this G pronoun? And I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay. Well, like now I know. And I remember reading about Taka and being in that story, like what's going on with this character? Like I didn't understand why there was no he or she. And then I like did some research and I was like, oh, like, yeah, this is Star Wars is a good educational tool in some instances. And it, it's frustrating to see them taking that step in publishing. But then you take one step into animation and they're like, nope. So yeah, I agree. It's frustrating. So okay, moving on. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> we have we to. Covered that we for a good like half hour. <laughs> we we could be here all day, but yeah. So the next, uh, this is also something that is interesting coming from Jared the Dark Jedi. Hi, Jared. Uh, tangentially connected to the Ahsoka Bale question, Alden, the Bomb Bad Boys, and some others were all debating what Yoda and Obi told Bale and what he knows about Vader and when thoughts. Um, sorry, I was <laughs> reading chat still. <laughs> uh, debating what Yoda and Obi told Bale, what he knows about Vader. I mean, I feel like it would be difficult to... Uh, no, he definitely knows. Bale knows. Bale knows for sure, because he left Leia that message that she finds in Bloodline that tells the truth about who her father was. I have I didn't read Bloodline. So you uh, can expand on that. <laughs> <laughs> he basically records a message for Leia for her to find after his death uh, in case she never learned the truth. And then that mm. message gets out into the galaxy. And oh. that's kind of how the rest of the galaxy knows. Ooh, bummer. Yeah. But I, I would say that he he definitely knows Anakin and Vader the same thing. I think they even touched on that in uh, the Obi-Wan series. Did they? I think so. <laughs> Someone probably just delivered something. I, I'm pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure he made some allusions to like he's going to find the children. And I think he was Anakin. Was that before, like, Obi-Wan had it confirmed that that's who that was? Or was he just talking about Vader? Oh, wait, yeah, hold on. Because Obi-Wan didn't know. He's been off being a hermit. You're right. <laughs> Yeah. You don't know okay, how good okay. that makes me feel. You say that. <laughs> Anytime <laughs> that happens, I'm like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Score one for me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He didn't figure that out until episode two. But he, Bale does say something like, if he's found the children, uh, then, and I assume that's talking about Anakin. So maybe at some point, Obi-Wan shared the news with Bale. But 
I, at some point, Bale definitely knows because he does leave a message for Leia. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact timeline on that. I imagine Bale visits Obi-Wan sometime after the events of the Obi-Wan show. They get a little drunk. They start telling some stories and it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would I would assume that Bale knows the truth shortly after Obi-Wan found out. Yeah. That'd be my guess. This is like hard to wrap my head around. Like who knows what and when. It's like you need a cork board with red strings and just. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. But I hope that helped. Well, uh, Jared said that we just proved him right. So I think that's good. (laughs) Yeah. Take it to the bank. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, legend three nine five as the next super chat. Thank you. After seeing Tales of the Jedi, would you want a more in depth Dooku or pre Phantom Menace series? I feel that time could be explored a lot more. Absolutely, I loved the Dooku stuff, so I would welcome more of it. Yeah, same. It because like I don't know a ton about Dooku and. Like, we barely get to see anything of him being a count, like, on Sereno and stuff like that. It's it's in a couple books, but, yeah, I would love that. And, like, one of my favorite things about the Dooku episodes of this Tales of the Jedi show is, like, you understand where Dooku's coming from a little bit. You understand how he gets to where he is. Yeah, and like. That- ha- the, the his feelings towards the Jedi and how they kind of shift over the years. It's always something that I kind of understood about Dooku is that he he had noble intentions at first, but you know, by the time we see him, he's a Sith Lord. In the Clone Wars, he is straight up evil. Um so like it's just something I had always read but never seen. And so watching that play out in the first two shorts and seeing how he witnessed the Republic failing and how the Jedi council and the Senate just didn't want to rock the boat. And it's like the separatist movement is happening and he's like on their side. So Mm -hmm. it it made sense for him to go that direction. But then his fear uh, of the, the Republic being, um, not recoverable. I don't know what word I'm trying to think of, but <laughs> that the Republic couldn't be saved drove him to the dark side. Yeah, that all all was lost, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that he had to get more and more extreme to actually save the Republic. Yeah, that was so such a gut punch to watch Yaddle try to like pull him back in where she was like, whatever your crimes are, it's fine. We can work through them. Just, you know, come with me. And then he realizes that she heard everything. And then he's like, oh, well, it's too late now. I think it was cool to see the Jedi be the one to, like, hold their hand out and be like, come with me. Join me. It's usually the other way around. Yeah. And he turned down Yaddle. I know, How right? Dear. How dare. How dare. 
Uh, Brian Evans has the next super chat. I can't believe how dark some of these were. Speaking of, not a complaint, just an observation. I was very surprised by this. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do Dooku's story, it's going to it's gonna get dark. But I liked how it started. Eh, still bleak, but like he was good. Yeah. And he made a mistake, but he listened to Qui-Gon and was like, thank you for pulling me back from the brink. And like, you're a wiser man than I am. And just seeing him be a Jedi felt really, really good. Mm -hmm. I loved the, the inclusion of that line that you're a wiser man than I am because Obi-Wan says that to Anakin. Uh, I think Qui-Gon says it to Anakin. And then I think Obi-Wan says something like you, you've grown into a greater Jedi than I've ever dreamed or when they like finally part ways for the yeah. last time. Some, he says something along, along those, lines. those lines, which I love seeing Dooku's lineage. I, I talked about this in the review, but like Ahsoka and Anakin are part of Dooku's Jedi lineage and seeing how he was and it kind of gets passed down to Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka. It's interesting. That's right. Qui-Gon says it to Obi-Wan in yeah. Phantom Menace, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I think certain storylines like, like these are going to have to dip into the dark stuff. I loved how episode five ends where we get, we, we see the time jump and we see Ahsoka with Rex after order 66 has happened and all that. And it just like ends the, that it just cuts it off there. And you're like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, I was like, are we going to have to sit through order 66 again? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that just the inclusion of that time jump, you're just like, Oh, well, I have to go lie down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Veldarin has the next super chat. Thank you. Why were Obi-Wan and Anakin's appearances pre-Clone Wars? Obi had his mullets, Anakin had shorter hair. When the events presented it, presented happened during the Clone Wars. I had someone, someone on Twitter asked this somewhere, like about the mullet, the, mm -hmm. the Attack of the Clones mullet. And I was like, maybe Obi-Wan missed it and he's trying to grow it back out. And eventually he's like, this will never work. I can never pull this off again. And he cuts it again. I take it as we should imagine Obi-Wan in early Clone Wars arcs to have the mullet. Maybe <laughs> we didn't have mullet technology back in 2008. Oh my gosh, Elo. <laughs> I assume we didn't have mullet technology in 2008. It's the same reason we got Jedi armor is because the robes and the cloaks were too expensive to animate. So they were like, let's just make everything hard shell. <laughs> so maybe they tried Obi-Wan's Attack of the Clones mullet in the Clone Wars movie, and it just didn't work. And so they were <laughs> like, cut it short, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know. Part of me is just like, they were like, this is our one and only chance to bring back the mullet. Let's do it. And just don't look back. 
and maybe they were like, yeah, it, it's it's more fun to see the mullet than anything else. And yeah, he he gets a haircut at the end of Brotherhood, and but like, <laughs> of all the things, I don't think this one's worth getting the bent mullet. out of shape over. It's just, <laughs> yeah, this was like, this was a gift to us. Most <laughs> most retcons people are upset over this. This was a gift. So we should be thankful for that. <laughs> yeah. And to, to kind of dive into this a little bit, robes, like anything fluid that flows is just, it takes a lot of computer power. It takes a lot of time, takes a lot of animation and work. Um, and I think it probably was very difficult to, they could have done it. They had mullet technology in 2008. They had robe technology, but for a TV show, uh, it would have been probably way outside of, the budget and the realities of making 22 episodes per year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything that's affected by wind or like if you have an underwater episode, anything that's affected by water, it's always going to be a lot harder. Yeah. And more work and more expensive. But that's why it's cool to see like in the bad batch, uh, seeing Camino and it looks amazing. And at the end of the Clone Wars, like, yeah, they were wearing their robes again. Mm -hmm. Because now it, they can do it. Uh, Bones McCoy has the next super chat, just says, hope all that training pays off, Commander. Sad, sad wink? Or is that a, <laughs> a tear? I can't tell. <laughs> I, don't know. I think that's a tear. Yeah. I did like that. And I saw uh, Hope in the chat mention that like oh jesse really tagged you and you're like oh no <laughs> yeah sorry about that and you're like uh. <laughs> he's like my bad <laughs> oh Rough so <stuff>. sad <laughs> rain man has the next super chat i'm gonna be the anti-alex and say four was my least favorite because i always thought yaddle died of old age five was my favorite because it enhanced siege of mandalore mandalore my favorite Star Wars thing mm. in Order 66. Yeah, you are the anti-me. We're, we're <laughs> completely swapped. Uh, at five, like, I, I did enjoy seeing Ahsoka practice and seeing that it was because of Anakin and his uh, deci decision to not settle for the bare minimum when training Ahsoka that, like, yeah, we all know you can get droids. Everyone can. That's not special. So mm -hmm. let's practice something harder just because that is the enemy today doesn't mean it won't be the enemy in the future. So I, I like, I did like that aspect of it, but it was also the shortest one. And I don't feel like I learned as much about Ahsoka as a character. Yeah, it was more, yeah. we were learning about Anakin as a teacher. Yeah. Which was nice. Which, which I like. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I do especially, feel like I learn more about Anakin. Yeah, just especially, you know, it's it's so poetic, as George would say, of like <laughs> whose fault Order 66 is and like to have Anakin being the one to train her on all this specific stuff and then he's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> he's the drama, <laughs> always. And Rain Man also just sent in another super chat that says, we need more Herb Brooks Skywalker. Herb Brooks? 
I don't know what Who's that, that is. Herb Brooks. Herb, Herb Brooks. What's that? <laughs> the thing Moira tries to say in uh, <laughs> Shit's Creek. That's what it sounds like. Herb Erlicker. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like something that the Discord wanted us to say out loud. Oh, apparently it's a reference to Miracle. Do I look like I watch sports movies to you? I do. What I is... have seen Miracle. But what it was years that? ago. It's the Kurt Russell movie, right? No. Yes. Uh, the, the hockey movie about the U.S. winning the gold in the Olympics against Russia in like oh. the 80s or something. That sounds lovely. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> it. I have seen it. Oh, okay. Hockey player. I don't know. Hockey is like the one that I know the least about, except it's the one that you can fight in. That's all I know about <laughs> hockey. You can fight in any sport. Oh, that's true. Try <laughs> you can. <laughs> um, you go ease has the next super chat here with Star Wars making characters more nuanced. Could we ever get a story that would put Uncle Palps in a different light? Would you want slash be interested in this or is it better Palpatine remain absolute evil? Hmm. I, I certainly won't say it'll never happen because by all accounts, George Lucas, when he was working on Star Wars Underworld, the original Star Wars live action show that never came to be, uh, he was talking about exploring Palpatine's character and maybe doing a bit of an origin like why is he so evil uh i don't want or need that personally well it's it, for me like i'm the kind of person that's watching all of the documentaries and mockumentaries about serial killers because i'm the kind of person that wants to know needs to know what drove this person to be this way. So like, I would love an early Palpatine story to see, like, I want to sit him down and ask him about his childhood and just like, get it all out on the table. It, it does make sense that you, you're more into that than I am because you put on one of those documentaries and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go play video games for a couple hours or <laughs> I, I have no interest in that. Yeah. Um, and then there was Darth Plagueis, the novel, got into Palpatine's past and like teenage years. But even then, like he was just always evil. And to me, that's the archetype that Palpatine is. He, he is pure evil in star Wars. I don't need him to be explained as to, and, and it sounded like he had a crappy childhood in Darth Plagueis. So that there was a little bit of that, but I'm even fine with him just being evil all the time. Yeah. This reminds me of the discourse around the Joker movie when it came out. Right. People like are that. like, oh, you don't want to glorify this character that's supposed to be like pure evil and show the good parts of him because that's not the point of the character. But yeah, that, that's basically how I feel. Yeah. Again, I I liked the Joker movie. And so I did. <laughs> We get it. He's skinny. Move on. That's that's how I felt every. <laughs> uh, Dan Ritter, thank you for the next super chat. 
for me, Tales of the Jedi are like the 2003 Clone Wars cartoons. They are in-universe stories people tell about the Jedi. The essence is there, even if the facts are squiggly. I, I, I think that's a fine read on it. I really like the Dooku stuff. Like, again, I'm just kind of picking and choosing my own headcanon, I guess. I love all the Dooku stuff, so, like, I'm bringing that in. Ahsoka's mm-hmm. uh, baby story, I liked that. Sure, that can come along. The Order 66 thing was, basically, like, it fits well in with the Clone Wars and everything. And then the last short, I'll I'll just stick with the novel. It feels like something that should be clarified if that's the case. Like if these are in fact tales, kind of like the, what what was the book about myths? Myths and fables. Myths and fables, yeah. And dark legends and all those. Yeah, those were like flat out made to be more of like a, a storytelling thing but because this show is by dave filoni the guy in charge of writing all the real facts in the universe it's hard to like try to separate these into fantasiful fantasy tales if that makes sense yeah star wars is in this weird in between where like george lucas has always been insistent that it is a mythology and george lucas said continuity is for losers like (laughs) he never cared about making like an intricate detailed universe i well i shouldn't say that i do think he did at one point because if you read his very first like crawls for a new hope it sounds like he had just put dune down like he just finished reading Dune and he's like, he's like I can do that. Yeah, I could do this better. Cool. Hold my beer. <laughs> uh, so I, I do think there were some aspirations for that at one point. But as he went on, I don't think that was his priority. And yet we had all of these like role playing source books and all the novels and stuff where the, where the fans got really attached to this growing universe. So I'm like. When when differences pop up. That's when I say Star Wars is a mythology and this is just one version of the tale and there's another version of the tale and I'll find my own uh, happy medium in there somewhere. (laughs) I like the idea that George Lucas wasn't a fan of continuity because it's too hard (laughs) to do. It is really hard to do. And now like where we are now in Star Wars, there are like hundreds of people in charge of keeping track of continuity stuff. So like, I just think that's funny. If you read making of return of the Jedi, I think it is They're They're discussing Luke's lightsaber. And I think he was basically saying, we'll just use the same lightsaber as we did in the empire strikes back. And they'll, everyone else was like, but how'd he get it back? Like (laughs) they, they lost it. His hand got cut off. And George was like, who cares? Like, I'll just, the worst thing that's going to happen is I'll get an angry letter in Starlog magazine. Like, that's that's what'll happen. Uh, Twitter. And now look where you are, George. Yeah. But but they convinced him. They were like, what if we just show him building a new lightsaber? And he gets a new one. And he was like, fine. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love I love the idea that he cares that little. Like, yeah, he's more about the the mythology and the stories and the archetype. He's not super into the details. Yeah. Which is why just like being a fan of Star Wars, loving it in its purest form and, and the idea of it. That's why I don't get too bogged down in the details of stuff. Just knowing that George was like, it's whatever, man. It's a lightsaber. It's cool. It's a yeah. light sword. <laughs> Laser sword. And like, I love the details, but you know, sometimes the details don't line up and that's when I just like, I don't want this to ruin my day. So I'm just going to say it's a mythology and move on. You put on your, what are they called? Like Vaseline covered glasses where you're just like, it's fine. <laughs> Rose tinted glasses? Maybe, yeah. Uh, that's that's nostalgia. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. Normally <laughs> we do this later in the day. I'm still drinking coffee. Don't don't take anything I say with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will move on to Slim Shady. Oh, th the real Slim Shady. Uh, they have the next super mm -hmm. chat. I like this. Isn't Master Sanube's lightsaber white in the Clone Wars and blue in Tails? Also, doesn't Ahsoka act like she doesn't know who he is in the Clone Wars, yet he's leading the dojo? Uh, th yeah, there is that. I mean, maybe he was just there for one day to do the little dojo training and Ahsoka mm -hmm. forgot about him. Which is awful because he is not a forgettable character. But as there, far there as are the... thousands of Jedi in the temple. So she I bet she has had so many people run her through that dojo training. So she was probably like Master Sanube, whatever. Like it, it went in one ear and out the other. Yeah. That that'd be my guess. <laughs> His lightsaber is supposed to be like a very pale blue, though, right? That was confirmed. Yes. Yeah. I think that was more after Ahsoka got her white lightsabers, I think Dave Filoni, I don't remember when this interview happened, but someone was like, what about Tara Sanube's lightsaber? Mm -hmm. And then he was like, oh, that's a very pale blue. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they are trying to definitely make that distinction now. It's like, no, he had a blue lightsaber. And then uh, when we get to that point in the Clone Wars, maybe he didn't charge it that day. And so it just wasn't a bright blue. His mm -hmm. lightsaber was running out of batteries, so it's a little paler. He's pretty old, too, so maybe it just was needed new batteries. It was fading. Just Yeah, just running low. <laughs> if that's how they work, I don't know. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it can be. Uh -huh. It is now. <laughs> uh, Joel Davis has the next super chat. Hot take. Apart from valid criticism of erasing queer representation, I'm okay with the retcon because I find the Ahsoka, Ahsoka novel honestly really boring. That's fine. I mean, I think that is a hot take, but... I remember liking it, um, and I definitely remember some of the details that are different. I but know... Like, when like I, I said, I, I just don't consider this a retcon. <laughs> yeah. The way people do. Because I 
<laughs> finished this book, for me, it was not boring because if a book is boring, I will not finish it. <laughs> that is true. But it's okay to think that stories are boring. It's, it's just wasn't yeah, not, for you and that's fine. Just like people saying, uh, that Andor is boring. Like, I don't understand that. I find it the farthest thing from boring, but like, hey, Andor is not going to be for everyone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like this name. Dr. Puffington. Is this the next one? Yeah. Thanks for the next super chat. Thank you guys for your constant kindness and positivity. Truly pillars of the Star Wars community. Thank you. Thank you. We're, we're trying. <laughs> Pillar of the I, Star Wars is... community over here making up my own ways that lightsabers work. Like, oh, yeah, the color do. just fades. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, that's how it works. We just saw it, thanks to Tales of the Jedi. I was going to, I like this. Star Wars is for everyone, but not all Star Wars is for everyone, and that's okay. Yeah, you're not going to like everything. Do I need to bring back my, my ice cream analogy where... Star Wars is like a dessert. It's it's delicious. It's ice cream, but there are different flavors of ice cream, and people like different flavors. Mm -hmm. Or uh, I, I appreciate the Four Center buffet analogy. You know, there's a ton of different things to try, and you're not going to love all of them. You'll go get uh, seconds of some dishes, and some you'll have once, and be like, "That's all right. Don't mm -hmm. need that again." <laughs> Uh, Sweet Feet Pete has the next super chat. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I think we skipped one from Joel Davis. Uh, or maybe oh, it's farther down the list. Joel's was the hot take. Well, the, there was another hot take from from Joel. Says, oh, I'm I'm looking just in the chat. Okay, then we'll, we'll get I to was... that down the line. Yeah, because we got Sweet Feet Pete the... right here. Okay, gotcha. The only change I liked from the Ahsoka book is I think the new Inquisitor looks absolutely balls to the wall awesome. And I think the animation looks much better. Oh, I, I really dig the Inquisitor's look. Mm -hmm. it, the, the vulture mask was very cool. Yeah. And you know, and I, I said it's not the sixth brother, but we don't know. We've never heard his voice. He could have gotten a new mask. But like, that's I mean, another thing that... Uh, go ahead. <laughs> The, the mask did that weird thing where it, like, deflated weirdly. So, yeah, we don't know who was under that mask. and what space. The, the High Republic talked about a, a Jedi quartermaster who's basically made up of gas. So I assume it's one of those species. <laughs> Just deflated. <laughs> Eats nothing but beans. <laughs> I got there late. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I found Joel's other hot take okay. here. Thank you, Joel. Keep them coming. <laughs> Another hot take. I think coming out from the start saying books and film were equals was a mistake. No one should ever be held to this sort of standard. I mean, I so the standard part I do think people hold Star Wars to a special standard where if everything doesn't line up perfectly, it's a disaster. I do agree with that part of it. But I think I, books and films should be fairly equal. 
I mean, I appreciate it because I grew up with the Star Wars books. So I was really happy with that announcement. Um, but I, I guess I'm also, I grew up with Star Wars books where they contradicted each other. Uh, and so when it happens now, it, it's fine. <laughs> like, I guess I'm, uh, I, I feel like that James Franco meme where he's like looking over the guy like, first time? Mm -hmm. I don't know. This, this is just Star Wars business as usual. And I know that they said the whole like, we're making Legends a thing specifically so that moving forward it will all connect perfectly and it just didn't work out so <laughs> oh well yeah so so yeah maybe it was a mistake to say that up front but i still like having the books and in my mind i treat them as equal so yeah because i mean yeah i did too and i didn't grow up reading star wars books But I think yeah. the stories that they have told and are still telling in the novels are very important. Yeah. Moving on. I, I think they're going to continue to be that way. Yeah. I'm going to try to go through these a little quicker. I think we're making okay time. We're going to try to wrap this up around 430. Um, this one comes from Guiguio. I want to appreciate how well the Dooku episodes work with the continuity established before. It was cool to see how Cabin Scott was happy about it. Yeah, that's the other... I'm surprised it took this long to come up, but that was the other thing that people discussed was when did Dooku leave the Jedi Order? Uh, and people thought that there were retcons for Dooku Jedi Lost, and I was like, not even... A little bit. I do think they were vague in how they presented Dooku and where he was, but it all matched up with Dooku Jedi Lost and Padawan, where at the end of Dooku Jedi Lost, he leaves the Jedi Order. He tries to give his lightsaber back and Yoda says, no, you can keep it. And then in Padawan, we see him walking the halls as a Jedi or uh, not as a Jedi, but he's still welcomed back. Mm -hmm. So it, it all made sense. I do think that for the sake of the tale, they were making it seem like he was still part of the order, but they never explicitly say one way or the other. So to me, it works. It's fine. I feel like uh, th there were like certain cues that told me, yeah, He's, he's not part of the order anymore, but he's still allowed to be there and he still has his lightsaber. I don't know why that just came off naturally for me. Maybe it was like his line to Qui-Gon about my old Padawan. Obviously, Qui-Gon is not a Padawan anymore, but I took that as him saying like, that life is behind me now. Me as your uh, master. Maybe. And I mean, you, you also, even if you haven't read all the books, like... I tell you what happens. So it's like I, in the back of your mind, you knew that he wasn't a Jedi at that point. Alex so that is may have filling my head with it. information. <laughs> Constantly. I don't even, I just, <laughs> I'm like, how do I know this? Where do I know this? Just yapping away. <laughs> but yeah, that never ever jumped out as a retcon to me. And I've seen a lot of people be angry about that one. And I'm like, j they never specifically said either way. 
So everything still works as far as I'm concerned. I know uh, Alden Diaz tweeted about this and then Matt Martman, 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 <laughs> Matt Martin responded like agreeing with what he had said about the timelines of all this kind of stuff related to this specifically. So uh, I think that was yesterday or maybe the day before, if you want to go find his tweets about it. And Matt even said like, I did a lot of math specifically for these tales. So mm -hmm. He, he definitely had that in mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess it had to have been yesterday because that's when this came out. <laughs> uh, the next super chat is from... We had three from Ice. Thank you, Ice. Uh, I loved all the episodes. The Dooku episodes were definitely my favorite for similar reasons to Alex. I did feel like I learned more about Ahsoka, though. I, th I think maybe I was just being a little grumpy and still am a little grumpy about the Ahsoka no. ones just, just because I'm like, I have spent so much time with Ahsoka. I would have loved another character to get the spotlight. Mm -hmm. That's probably affecting my opinion on that. Yeah. I was just excited to see. I thought it was neat that we saw her as a baby and like her got to know that village a little bit more mm -hmm. and then the second one for her I was like oh this is cool getting to see Anakin train her it was more about like what kind of teacher Anakin was and then the last the last one I liked aside from all the controversy just seeing her as her own person not with the Jedi yeah I don't know that I learned anything new about Ahsoka. That that's kind of how I feel about it. Is uh, except for the the baby tale, I feel like that kind of works. But she was a baby, so I don't <laughs> I don't feel like I learned much about her character. Mm -hmm. I liked hmm. seeing her in Bale chat very briefly at the funeral. Yeah, I really I did like the funeral thing a lot. Um, but I. Their next super chat says, I love the irony that it was Anakin that ultimately helped her survive Order 66 by pitting her against Rex and the clones in training. There's a lot going on there, and I don't think it's getting due credit. I mean, I, I mentioned that earlier. That's mm -hmm. the best thing about that episode, really, is just getting to see the irony of it all. And I also really like that she uh, practiced defending herself. She did not practice retaliating she didn't practice attacking and and mm -hmm. that plays into that moment where she like rex is getting ready to go out there guns blazing and she's like that's those are our friends out there they are your brothers it's not them something is controlling them but they don't deserve to die at least not by our hands that's a good point like so many people love seeing the Jedi who were like expert swordsmen and like just they know all the forms of lightsaber fighting and they're really, really good at fighting. But yeah, I think I like Ahsoka better because she's not all about 
fighting and and fighting back and retaliating. She's she knows how to defend herself and not get hit. You see it again when she goes up to the Inquisitor at the end and she's like, are you kidding me? Block, block, block. Like <laughs> she's just like, I, I am so much better than you. I'm just going to turn your lightsaber off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we've got one more here from Ice. Thank you again. I love that when Ahsoka finally gets it perfect, it's Rex's shot that surprise and take her down. I did like that too. She can't imagine Rex turning on her, and in a way, she's right, and that was demonstrated so effectively. I, I, I liked that as well, that she didn't mm -hmm. sense Rex's shots coming. Yeah. But I, I thought that was a good observation. Uh, I almost forgot, <laughs> uh, and we... We still have time to do it, so that's good. But uh, this stream is sponsored, again, by the official Rings of Power podcast. Uh, so I'm going to play their ad real quick, and I'm going to run and refill my water. Okay. Be right back. Go deeper into the canals of Numenor, the mines of Khazad Doom, and more with the official Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power podcast. Host Felicia Day and several special guests provide an inside look at the groundbreaking series and what it took to bring Middle-earth to life. Each episode of the official podcast features exclusive interviews with the series' showrunners J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay, including the very first full breakdown of the incredible season finale. Felicia also goes behind the scenes with the cast and crew to bring you jaw-dropping stories and Easter eggs you won't want to miss. Watch The Rings of Power on Prime Video and listen to all eight episodes of the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast for free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too slow today. <laughs> I had a cup full of water. It was harder to run with. Also, the, the animals were both right outside my door waiting to be fed. It's not Aww. dinner time yet, so they need to be patient. Uh, I accidentally left a super chat up on the screen. Is that going to mess with the ad? I think that's all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, but, very professional. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're diving back in with uh, Garth McMurray has two super chats. Thank you, Garth. The first one is, Yaddle speaks normal, so why does Yoda speak so oddly? And I think, I thought I saw someone else ask a similar question. Uh, yeah, Laser Swords uh, asked the same thing, or just said, loved that Yaddle talked normal like in the High Republic. Great voice acting choice, too. Yeah, that's something that a lot of people are learning for the first time, that Yaddle speaks normally when mm -hmm. compared to Yoda. But in Out of the Shadows... I think that was the book in the High Republic. Uh, that was the first time we heard Yaddle speak and just completely normal. And that raises yeah. the question, who speaks weird? Is it Yaddle or is it Yoda? It's Yoda. He's a crazy old man. And I've always said that from the very beginning. And when we first see him in Empire, he's a crazy old man. And Luke is like, what? what is going on with this little guy? Like, what's his deal? I think he's just weird and he will not give it up. Yeah. Like maybe the, the first day he got to the temple, he was a nervous little youngling and he just like flubbed his words <laughs> and was like, no, speak this way I do. And it's like, okay, everyone okay. knows it's a bit. <laughs> yeah. But they won't let it go. He's just, yeah, maybe they, people get, gave him so much crap for it that he's like, you know what? I'm going to stick with this. This is my thing now. 
I I do wonder, like, maybe Yoda was actually raised by his people for a time, and maybe Yaddle was taken at a younger age. So that's oh. what I'm that's what I'm like. Maybe Yoda's species, maybe that's how they speak basic. But Yaddle was taken younger, so she was raised at the temple, and so she speaks more like the rest of the galaxy. I like that. That theory. Who knows? Uh, Another super chat here from Garth McMurray. Younger Dooku looks normal in this, but in the Clone Wars series, his face is three feet long. Is this another case of the dark side deforming (laughs) looks? No, I think this is a case of them being like, all right, we may have overdone it with his... (laughs) with his design (laughs) i think like in the clone wars his face is like 90 percent beard i feel like it's just yeah um but and the beards in the clone wars look like slabs of wood yeah honestly it is a little strange tales of the jedi was close to clone wars but not quite like obi-wan and anakin their updated models just didn't look quite like the clone wars but then they're sitting right next to Yoda and his model looked like the Clone Wars model. Ahsoka's looked like the Clone Wars model. So did the clones. But yeah, Dooku, I don't know. Some of the character models felt a little just different. Mm-hmm. I think it looked good, though. Oh, yeah. I'm not, like, I thought it all looked fine. I was just interested in some of the character design choices. Yeah. Um, Hope, thanks so much for the super chat. If there were future se- se- if there were future seasons in other eras, what characters would you like to see in what eras? Personally, give me Leia, three-parter, and the High Republic. There this it is. is our, it always comes up. Our Q&A question of the week. This is our, our primary question that we're going to answer on Saturday, but we'll we'll talk about it again. Um. I'm, I will I'm say real quick, I, I said Leia as one yeah, of mine. Yeah, why don't you go first? Because you did so say Leia. I, we were kind of thinking of it as like what two characters and then to have them have their stories kind of intertwine a little bit like Ahsoka and Dooku. So I said Leia and Ben Solo would be really cool to see the two of them. Then you would get to see Luke and how Luke trained Leia versus Ben. You might get to see Han a little bit so yeah i i, I love that idea uh, we, we were trying to find ways to because i think the ahsoka dooku stories are thematically connected so we were trying to find ways to link our stories uh i threw out tar Vizla and obi-wan because obi-wan can be like the ahsoka of this season <laughs> where this is the familiar character to get people engaged in the first place and then you can also learn about tar Vizla, who we know nothing about but then they're linked because Obi-Wan, like, it, when are we going to get the Obi-Wan Duchess Satine story? And I think we could probably find two others in Obi-Wan's life that would be fun to visit. So that that's my prediction, my guess for season two. But then we, we just kept on talking. High Republic would be huge. I don't think they're going to do that maybe until, like, the High Republic is over, the publishing initiative. Uh, maybe after the acolyte is out and mm-hmm. people know more what the high republic is i would i would love to see high republic in that style of animation though yeah 
And then Siphodius. I don't know who to pair him with, but I want Siphodius's story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we throw throw out a bunch of them in the Q and A. It's like Cal, Castus, Canaan. I said Barisafi because I know Feloni is saving her for something sneaky, and we just we just need to know more about her, yeah. her story. But yeah, <laughs> there's there's so many different cool stories to tell in this format. <laughs> uh, but Austin Yoder. Thanks for the super chat. Why did the Inquisitor's head deflate when he died? It's a curious thing <laughs> that I can't figure I, out. I guess that's just what that species does. I thought it was uh, like a, a, I don't know, not a disguise, but because obviously he's wearing a disguise, but I thought it was like maybe like a fake out kind of thing. But he was definitely like dead. Yeah. All right. Like, I think... He just kind of pfft, deflated. And I don't, I have no idea why. Again, like that, it seems like maybe that's just, it, it makes it feel even more of a myth version of this tale, but mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I wish I had a good answer. And we don't know what number Inquisitor it was. It was supposed to be the sixth brother in the Ahsoka mm -hmm. novel, but in this, it's kind of ambiguous. So. Just says in here. Who knows? I wonder if Ahsoka was just as confused when his head like deflated like that. She was like, it's weird. <laughs> Odd. Never seen that before. Mm -hmm. She That's went over and kicked at the empty cloak like Vader. That's a new one. <laughs> uh, Johnny C. Books and Comics has the next super chat. Hilo going off just set Hilo going off. Oh, just set off Bear at the store, and he is still looking around for him. Oh, no. <laughs> Hilo's alerting all the dogs watching the live stream. <laughs> Pretty soon, our animals are going to realize that they can connect with other animals via the internet and our live streams, and then they can't be stopped after that. Yeah. They will become more powerful than we could possibly <laughs> imagine. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Yaddle's voice. Let me find this next one. Uh, Trey Mac 26 has the next one. Very generous one, too. Thank you so much. Uh, to Hugo E's point, I think it's time for the story of Darth Plagueis to be told. I'm an adult. <laughs> I want more nuance in Star Wars, like an Andor. I love that show. I'm ready to recite my Grey Jedi Code. Mm. Uh, I, I do think, I mean, Darth Plagueis, basically anything by James Lucino <laughs> is... It has that more, I don't know, Andor feel. It, it feels like it's for a more a, a more nuanced take on Star Wars, like you say. Yeah. And, and I, think, I, I do wonder when they're going to do Darth Plagueis. I, I think we're getting closer to that time because we're going to get some kind of story at, uh, for the Acolyte, which is like towards the end of the High Republic. And once we get that, I think we're inching our way closer towards a Plagueis story or something involving Plagueis. Yeah, I, I I feel like that's just something they have to do at some point. Oh, and that reminds me, I wanted to bring up, uh, I have to scroll up and find it because someone suggested at some point 
Like, what if we just got Tales of the Sith instead of mm -hmm. Tales of the Jedi? Like, yeah, we don't necessarily have to have the next season be Tales of the Jedi season two. It could be Tales of the Sith, Tales of the Bounty Hunters. Like, Tales of do... the Rebellion. Yeah. yeah. It, it could be Tales of anything. But I, I do think the logo and everything, it feels very Tales, Tales of the Jedi. So I think they're probably going to stick with that for a minute. But who's to say they won't ever go that route? Alex, what would you do if we got Tales of the Rebellion and we get Biggs Stop. and Luke hanging out, being Stop best it. friends? <laughs> Tales of the Dark Lighter. Come on. Tales from Tatooine. You know, that like I will welcome a, a journey back to Tatooine if it means we get young bigs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Everybody's like, oh, I'm tired of Tatooine. Well, hold on now. Yeah, yeah. well, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin Carter with the next super chat. The Inquisitor thought he was hot shiz, but whole time he was nothing but slight work. Also, Dooku's story shows how the road to hell is good intention. Mm. And yeah. that's, I mean, I, I think that that's probably the story of many Sith, not all the Sith, definitely not Palpatine. Like Palpatine, like I said earlier, is just the archetype of evil. And he is the one that knows how to twist uh, your good intentions and your fears of what might happen into... Uh, death and darkness mm -hmm. so yeah I, I absolutely see that dooku was like hey there's a problem that needs to be solved and i'm afraid that conventional methods won't be enough to solve it and so palpatine probably just stoked that fear uh until he took more and more control yeah so yeah i i agree and yeah that inquisitor was nothing <laughs> compared to Ahsoka. I love how easily she took him down. She, like, like I said earlier, she was just kind of like, block. It, it reminded me kind of, of uh, Reva and Reva and Vader's fight in Obi-Wan, oh, yeah, where Vader, yeah, Vader was just like, please. <laughs> that, that's a good point. <laughs> Same master and apprentice relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What, I didn't even realize that this had already come up, but Spiral has the next oh. next super chat, and yes, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm sorry, I stole your, uh, your discussion point. But yeah, Ooh. this format absolutely could be adapted into different things. I like droids and and salvagers too. Yeah. T delay, like I mean, I was kind of joking with Tales from Tatooine, but like Tales from Jakku, Tales from Endor, like jump around to different planets. Tales of the Scoundrels. Mm -hmm. uh, could get some Lando stories because we're still waiting on the Lando series to actually happen. And Hondo. Uh, stop. Stop digging. We've hit gold. <laughs> Tales of the Stash. <laughs> stash Squadron. <laughs> Tales from the Outer Rim. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people putting tales of lots of stuff in there. And yeah, I, I absolutely think that this is a format that they can recycle and repeat for a lot of different avenues in star Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, Alexander has the next super chat. Thank you. 
This show brought out emotions I haven't felt since I was a kid watching these characters. So excited for Ahsoka and Dave's future projects. Yeah, yeah I, I've. The, it was the Dooku stuff for me, but yeah, it it got some big reactions out of us, and we filmed it, and then I accidentally deleted it. So that's that's my bad, everyone. <laughs> oh yeah, if you're uh, part of our Patreon, we would have had reactions for you guys for these episodes, but. Alex was like, no, we don't need these. Delete. The memory card was full, and I wasn't thinking, and I deleted everything on it, and I'm very sorry. But we do but we recreate can... our one of our reactions in the Q&A on Saturday. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I felt real dumb after I did that. <laughs> I wonder if... Going off this super chat still, I wonder if Filoni realizes the potential of this idea. Like he already has a lot of power. Some could say too much power in where Star Wars is going in the direction that it's going. But now it's like, yeah, any little story he wants to tell, he can do it in this way where it's in animation, which is like his bread and butter. And it, is not long it doesn't it's not going to take a long time to do they could probably crank something like this out a lot faster than a normal project i don't know there's there's and a lot there, of potential there are also characters and i i think like seeing the dooku stuff i was like i could have done a full i don't know season of this i would love to follow his journey further but i feel like we hit the key moments I feel like I got to know him a lot better. I understand his character far more than I did before. And so like it did its job. And I think that there are characters that deserve that, that don't need like a full on season of television, but that it wouldn't be bad to visit them. Like, like we threw out Quinlan Voss for a potential uh, character in season two. I think he is one that, diehard fans know but the casual audience doesn't so if we just got three solid stories about him i think that would be great mm -hmm. so I, I do think there are plenty of characters that deserve a little more of the spotlight but not necessarily hours and hours of content yeah and also you know you can do we talked about this a little bit on the q a too alien species anything that's animated, you can really explore different locations and different species and show them on a much larger scale than you could in something that's live action. Yeah. That, I mean, people are understandably like there just aren't that many aliens in Andor. I, I think that's a valid criticism. And, and I think that animation has spoiled us to a degree where, yeah, they can do all kinds of weird alien creatures whenever they want without having to like figure out how the puppet works or are we going to do CG for that? Like, it's just easier. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say it's easy, but like it's more streamlined in animation. And so I feel like animation <laughs> has spoiled us and we, we want aliens all the time. <laughs> That's a good point. It's not necessarily easy because yeah. there's hundreds of people that work on these yeah. animated shows. But... I, I don't want to say anything is easy when it comes to animation, but it, it, it makes more sense in animation than it does <laughs> in live action. Yeah. 
also real quick, I was going to pull up that someone specifically wanted my reaction for when uh, Yaddle got crushed and I was trying to that, find the comment, but it, it was, it was this. That was it. It was us going like, I just threw myself back and Oh, there it is. I just like, we knew, we knew what was going to happen to her. How was, could you not guess that? But, but it's still the way it happened shocked me. I was so not prepared to see, to, to get what we got of Yaddle and then to see her crushed by a giant metal door. I was like, how dare they show me this? And then when she comes back up for, you know, a very brief time, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. What a badass. That. Also, that's a solid one. Ooh. That's like Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina vibes. I like that a lot. <laughs> give us cheers, but Index's diner. <laughs> Just give it to us. Give it to me. Uh, E-Rock TV has the next super chat. Thank you. I hope we get more of these like post Return of the Jedi Luke or post Rise of Skywalker Ray and Finn. The first time we talked about this, I said I wanted to say, see Ray and Finn. This was at, I think, Dragon Con when we were on a panel and someone asked us like what other tales of the Jedi we would want to see. Ray and Finn was the first one that I thought of because, yeah, I need to see Ray training Finn. Agreed. The, the, the Lego tales have started to, to give us a little bit of that, like a taste, and it's made me want far more. Mm -hmm. Ice and, has another super chat. Thank you. Yes. Uh, the Dooku episodes were the best for me, and I enjoy seeing him as a Jedi with Qui-Gon. Episode four was my favorite, but I am devastated about Yaddle. Uh, yeah, that was the Yaddle stuff and the Order 66 stuff. How dare you? I love that Star Wars fans can be devastated over Yaddle, who had like seconds of screen time in The Phantom Menace, but that's like, that's Glupshido. <laughs> you, you see that thing and you're like, yes, I love that. And uh, real quick, I'll bring up this other one. Bryce Dallas Howard was fantastic as Yaddle. Her voice felt perfect. A surprising casting, but one that was great. Was hoping she wouldn't die, but once she saw Sidious, I knew where it was headed. Yeah, I had no idea that's who voiced her until I started seeing people talk about it on Twitter. And I was like, oh, that's adorable. And then I watched it again and I could hear it in her voice. I was like, oh, yeah, that was great. I remember when like she was following Dooku and you were like, this better not be going where I think it's going. And I was like, you know, it is. Mm -hmm. You can just feel like this is going to end terribly. <laughs> And to, and to stay, hold on, I was, Justin has the next two Super Chats, and this one oh, okay. is a good segue. We, we kind of talk about this in the Q&A as well. Um, what happened to Yaddle? Or, I mean, like, was there an investigation? Did anyone look for Yaddle? What, who, did, did anyone find a body? What, what, what happened? What, what? Yeah, this just raises more questions than it answers, really, and... I guess it always can come to that when, when you're telling stories like this about these characters. But yeah, we, we do talk about this in the Q&A on Saturday, so I don't want to go into it too much. But I did. she did say that she stepped down from the council. So yeah. 
they were aware that she was leaving or had already left. But yeah. I mean, she didn't no say one... she was going to leave the order. She just said, I stepped down from the council. I'm going to so assume I'm... there was an investigation because the idea of them just being like, I don't know where Yaddle went is sad. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe you, you mentioned maybe she said she was going to go off on sabbatical and then yeah. she just never came back and everyone was like, oh, well, I guess Yaddle hates us now. But yeah, justice for Yaddle. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Justin's second super chat. This animation style is perfect for a Star Wars, uh, I think, what if. Uh, two, why did the Jedi who turned dark work for Palpatine when he's the main enemy of all of them? Uh, Dooku turned dark. I mean, he was working with Palpatine before all that. And I think that he had just completely lost faith in the Jedi Council specifically uh, and in the Jedi Order as well because they were all, they had to answer to the Council. Mm -hmm. So I, I think he just lost faith in his own order and then look at the way Sidious approached Anakin of like, he befriends him, he takes his time and when the time is right, when he knows Anakin is at a vulnerable point, he says like, Hey, do you want to save the one you love? You want to save Padme? I can do it. I'm a Sith. And like the Jedi have things to say about us, but we're not that bad. Mm -hmm. The Sith have been gone for a thousand years as far as the Jedi knew. So Dooku was probably ready to believe some lies, especially if he thought that he was going to find help. Yeah. And like you said earlier, he, he was losing hope rapidly in the Jedi and republic and it, their chances moving forward and yeah palpatine knows how to get his hooks into someone and reel them in to the point where they're gonna feel like they have no other choice but to work with him and go go further down that path because he's just like whispering all that stuff into their heads and so and like filling the their minds with nothing, no other alternatives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think that was like some uh, spur of the moment decision that Dooku made. It was like, I'm just going to fall to the dark side and join the Sith real quick. Like, I think that happened gradually over time. And he was still pissed. He was like, what are you doing? You just got Qui-Gon killed. Like, he wasn't happy about that. And he was probably maybe ready to turn back but then i think at that point he was like i've do done too many evil things to 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 go back he had already oh, murdered yeah. sifo dias at this point that I, I forgot to the line where he talks about maul killing qui-gon like he, he says you let maul kill qui-gon and sidious is like we both lost uh apprentices and it's like really man Come on. Yeah. Like, it, it's interesting because Palpatine and Qui-Gon both, like, raised their apprentices. Palpatine has had Maul since Maul was a child, but he never meant anything. And to see Dooku uh, mourning Qui-Gon at the tree, I was like, uh, was that, that made me very sad. That was, was Qui-Gon's favorite tree. Yeah. And we <laughs> found out that Qui-Gon 
was born did we already know that he was born on Coruscant and then he grew up there uh that was in a reference book somewhere but this would be the first story mention of that yeah I like the inclusion of that just that he had a favorite tree mm-hmm. <laughs> and Dooku was like I don't know why he loved this tree so much Stupid no, he said it was because like he lived on a planet of concrete and metal. And so he just was always fascinated by the little bit of life that mm-hmm. was there. Uh, Paco's San Miguel, San, San Miguel, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> thank you for the next super chat. I felt bad that family was sent to Alderaan. Well, I think they're fine because uh, in the Ahsoka novel, I think the same thing happens, but then Caden appears in from a certain point of view on Yavin four. So Mm. maybe the, all those people join the rebellion and they don't die. Oh yeah. I didn't realize Caden was in that. Yep. Cool. She is in the last chapter, second to last chapter. It's, it's during the metal ceremony. Hmm. And we have one more super chat here from Garth McMurray. Uh, a mean super chat, I would say. Uh, uncalled for, even. <laughs> Get a Yaddle waffle griddle with the big door as the lid. Just make Yaddle waffles for breakfast. Yeah, Yaddle waffle grid- griddle is, is like a tongue twister in <laughs> it itself. Is. Yaddle waffle griddle. Yaddle waffle griddle. <laughs> uh, that's a terrible idea. How dare you? You're a monster. (laughs) Agreed on all accounts. (laughs) Although, like, I don't know what's worse, seeing Yaddle crushed by a giant metal door or straight up having Dooku just, like, slit Mm. her throat with a lightsaber or whatever he did. We didn't, obviously, they're not going to show any of that stuff up close, but I was like, ooh, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like that. A, I, I loved her just lifting the door back up and like shining the light back in the room. And mm-hmm. Dooku like looks directly at it and seems kind of taken aback. Sidious is like actively being a vampire. Yeah, he's like, like <laughs> that's me. But, but the Yaddle's like, look, you're not going to kill me like this. It's not going to be impersonal if you're going to do this. Like, look me in my eyes. Mm hmm. All right. I'm glad we got one more because I didn't want to go out on such a downer. <laughs> <laughs> uh ice thank you so much for sending in so many super chats today uh last one i just want to say thank you both for being awesome beacons of light in the star wars fandom i was feeling down about tales of the jedi and not safe talking about it but you helped with that have a good one thank you oh. if we can give people a, a fun safe feeling place to talk about their feelings when it comes to star wars then we have done our job yeah, and and sometimes it deserves criticism, and I, I do think that this is one of those times, just that that one short, and it's, and it's also for us, or at least I would say it's for me because uh, I I want to hear everyone's takes on that and what it means to them instead of just sitting here with my own assumptions. So like it, it is good for us to interact with with all of you. Uh, while we we talk it all out. Yeah. It's good to get 
a lot of varying opinions because otherwise we just sit and talk about stuff with each other. And sometimes we talk to our friends who are far from Star Wars experts and they're like, oh, there's a new Star Wars. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, I think that's going to wrap it us wrap it up. I, I'm already like struggling to talk. Wrap it up for today's stream. Uh, it was earlier today because Molly and I are going to go do some Halloween stuff around town. Molly, Molly has like a little spooky night planned for us. <laughs> and we're going to go uh, down into we're Atlanta doing, and do some we're things. Doing a, we're doing a, like a, there's a big famous cemetery in Atlanta and they do these fun little interactive tours every Halloween. So we're going to go do that. <laughs> so thank you all for uh, tuning in earlier or uh, you're welcome to people like <laughs> I was going to bring that up too. Maybe <laughs> we, we'll, we both maybe, clicked it at the same time. Maybe we will do more daytime streams, but we, yeah, we're not doing a Lego stream after this. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back for Lego next week. <laughs> well, thank you all again. Uh, we will, yeah, we'll be back for Andor, no ifs, Andor, buts next Wednesday. And then we will probably have a lego set i don't know we, i gotta get something to build but we'll see we'll see about lego we'll find something we, we have the advent calendar so we're ready for december <laughs> we have to wait a month for that but that's true uh so thank you all again have a great rest of your day and may the force be with you